0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Praise the Lord. So as we begin 2021, we're starting a new series titled Special Purposes. The Lord has some special purposes for his children and i want to begin by saying that everyone every human being on the planet is special to god and everyone is actually created in the image of god whether we acknowledge it or not we're special to god and we're created in the image of god but the truth of the matter is is that not everyone lives for the special purposes of god that's a whole different situation And what I want to do is that as we begin 2021, I'd like for all of us to focus on God's special purposes. Maybe we need to ask ourselves, you know, what are we really living for? What's what's the burning uh, uh, passion of our hearts for 2021? I want to suggest to you that it should be, I want to fulfill the special purposes of God for my life. And you know what's so cool is that as we take the next three weeks to focus on what it means to live for the special purposes of God, we're also on a three-week fast. And I believe that this fast, God is going to use it to be an amazing launching pad for Chicago Tabernacle, for all of his people. We're going to draw near to God. We're going to separate ourselves in unique ways as the Holy Spirit leads you. We're going to fast and we're going to get close to the Lord and he's just going to launch us for his glory and we're going to see the fulfillment of the great plan of God. I do want to encourage you to tune in to our social media. Go to our website because there's so much going on in regards to the fast. There will be devotions and lots of other uh, great resources. and I want to encourage everyone to take the time to fast with the body of Christ, small ways, big ways, however the Holy Spirit leads you, because you won't want to miss the abundance of blessing that is the fruit of getting closer to God. And that's what fasting is all about. But let's go into the message here. And as you turn to 2 Timothy uh, and the book of 2 Timothy, it'll be chapter 2. This idea of special purposes actually flows from a letter written from Paul to Timothy. Timothy was a, a, a young pastor. And what's happening here is Paul is basically encouraging Timothy and teaching Timothy how to pastor people. So what we're reading today is actually giving us the opportunity to tune in to see how Paul was telling Timothy that he should pastor. And that means that I'm taking my cues directly from the Apostle Paul today. And he's, he's basically telling us, let's start focusing on special purposes. So 2 Timothy chapter two, it's really gonna be verses 20 to 21, but I wanna start with verse 14. Look at what Paul says to Timothy, he says at the beginning of this whole paragraph, this is all one complete thought, he says, keep reminding God's people of these things. So this is an, this is an emphasis in the New Testament that has to stay before us as the children of God. And you're gonna see that it lands on the special purposes of God. Now, between verses 15 all the way through 20, he's basically saying to Timothy, keep reminding people of these things, encourage them, warn them not to get distracted, not to get caught up with frivolous things, with things that really don't matter. And then here's how he concludes this very powerful paragraph and stream of thought. He says, in a large house, There are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes. Everybody say, no matter where you are, say it with me, special purposes. This is directly from the Word of God. God has special purposes for his children. It says, some are for special purposes and some for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for, again, special purposes made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. And so the Apostle Paul here is encouraging Timothy, and I want to encourage you. God has a special purpose for your life in 2021. God wants to use us in mighty ways, and he wants to make our life count for all of eternity. Now, when we go to talk about special purposes, I want to say this before we pray. The difference between special purposes and common purposes does not equal sacred and secular. For example, you might read this passage today and think special purposes means that you have to be in full-time ministry. This is not saying that. This is not saying whatsoever that what a pastor does is a special purpose and then what a teacher does is not a special purpose. On the contrary... The difference between, look at what, what A.W. Tozer said. He said, it is not what a man does that determines whether his work is sacred or secular. It is why he does it. The motive is everything. In other words, if you are a teacher or an engineer or a judge, and you're doing it every day for the glory of God, then you will fulfill the special purposes of God on your life. Regardless of where you are employed today, God's will is that you would fulfill a special purpose, that you would accomplish the unique things that he has ordained before the foundations of the earth. He's already planned it out, that you would accomplish those things for his glory, for his glory, for your strength and encouragement, for your joy, and for your fulfillment. God has a special purpose. If you're listening to me, I'm telling you right now, no matter what kind of week you've had, no matter what kind of year you had in 2020, I'm telling you right now, God wants you to lift your eyes to him and say, I believe and I want to embrace your special purpose for my life. There is nothing better, there's nothing more wonderful than living for the special purposes of God. Anything that you try to match up to God's plan for your life will pale in comparison, will leave you empty and disappointed. But when you do God's will, it's joyful, it's wonderful, it's powerful, it's amazing. And most of all, it's God-pleasing and God-glorifying. So this is serious business. We're starting the year by dedicating ourselves to the purposes of God. And as you listen to me right now, I want you to know God, his ear is tuned into moments like this when we pray prayers just like this. When we pray, Lord, I need a lot of help to get there. But Lord, I really want to fulfill your special purposes I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit is right there with you, and he will honor that cry of your heart and of my heart. So lift your hands with me, and let's close our eyes, but let's open up our hearts to God. Let's believe that God is able to do the work required in us. He's able to move by his mighty, powerful Holy Spirit and use us, regardless of where we are, he can take us and align us and and, and bring us into the fullness of his special plan and purpose for our lives. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for your powerful word and for your amazing promises. Lord, when we hear words like special purposes, the initial reaction is, who am I that the Lord would use me? But God, we thank you that in your mercy and in your love, God, you created us to bring you glory. Every person that's listening, no matter what their past was, oh God, no matter what their week or year was, God, you have a beautiful, powerful plan, a plan, oh God, that is so special and that is filled with purpose. So, Lord, I dare to believe, we dare to believe for you to work in mighty ways in us and then through us in 2021. We are starting the year by saying, God, have your way in our lives. Use us to fulfill your special purposes. So bless this word, bless this series, bless this fast. God, by your mighty power, God, would you move, oh God, and glorify your son Jesus through our lives. Lord, we trust you to do it. We believe you to do it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be his name. Now, what we're going to do today is really focus on um, the first thing that the Bible teaches us about special purposes, okay? And this passage of Scripture um, goes right to something that is vitally important, and that's the title of my message today is Special Purposes Require Cleansing. Special Purposes Require Cleansing, this is a good thing. This is a great thing. There's nothing punitive about what I'm saying. This is just God's will and God's way. God wants us to have and to live a clean life. Jesus came to this earth and made it possible for us to have clean hearts, clean minds, and live a clean life. We don't have to be perfect, but he does want us to be clean. And by the way, not only is it not good for us to be, we're going to just say dirty, okay? It's not just not good for us, but it's not good for the people around us because dirty things are just not good. So when we talk about this, remember that cleansing is not just from sin, it's also from common, from things that mean less to God. And so let's take a look here. At cleansing. Why? Why does the Bible say if you want to be used for for special purposes, you must be cleansed? Let me walk through this with you. Number one, it's because cleansing creates readiness. Cleansing creates readiness. You're not ready when you're not clean to do the will of God, and live the way that God wants you to live. Cleanliness is part of God's character. Cleanliness is part of God's way. When God moves, the first, first thing he does is he cleans things up. It's just the way God is. Uh, let me give you a biblical example. For example, in Joshua chapter 3, right before they went into the promised land, God speaks to Joshua and it says, Joshua told told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. And so, yes, God wants to move. God wants to do great things and powerful things. But the first thing that he does is he cleanses us. Do you realize many times when Jesus was talking to people in the New Testament, before he healed them, he would say, your sins are forgiven. Because that cleansing, that washing was more important than the immediate physical need. And so this is God's way. It's what God does. This is not about punishment. This is about blessing. You know, uh, everybody here, you you cook in your kitchen. And how many know a clean pot is a ready pot? We have to clean our pots. And Christianity is not about daily perfection, but it is about cleanliness. So when you go to cook, if you cook fish... (laughs) In a pot. You don't turn around and then cook uh, pork or beef in that pot without cleansing it because the taste is gonna be crazy. No one does that. We understand that there's this very important process of cleansing. You know, I have a, a little video for you. Have you ever thought about how your dishwasher cleans your pots? There's a three part Process that actually takes place in there. And I want you to look at this. Look inside of this dishwasher. The dirty plates go in, and then this three-part process ensues. First of all, there's this dislodging that takes place. Then the soap is released. Then there's the sanitizing uh, uh, um, phase of cleansing that goes on uh, in your dishwasher. And then after it's sanitized with the soap, then there's this strong rinsing that takes place. It's dislodging, sanitizing, and rinsing. And I want to take a minute for us to contemplate this. So this is the process of cleansing, not just for your dishes, but for your heart, your mind, for your family, for your life. Here's what the Holy Spirit wants to do Hallelujah, by the power of the blood of Jesus. First of all, there's the dislodging. There's the removal of dirt. As we start this year, perhaps there's some dirt that needs to be dislodged from your life. Some things that are just not good for you, some things that are not helpful to you, some things that are just so common that they cause you to miss your special purpose. This is where you invite the Holy Spirit to really speak into your life, and there's just some things that God wants to remove from your life. Then there's the sanitizing, which is there has to be a disinfecting of the surfaces, so to speak, of the dishes, and there has to be a disinfecting of our lives you know what brothers and sisters God is holy and he wants our minds to be holy he wants to disinfect our mouths some of us we live in a in an infected world we live in a world where everybody for example uses foul language Something has happened over the years where Christians have started to, for example, speak foul language, dirty language. God wants to sanitize what comes out of our mouth. God wants to cleanse what goes into our minds and our hearts. He wants to clean up. He He wants us to be so sensitive that even if we're on Netflix or whatever, we're looking and saying, will this... Infect me. Because it grieves the Holy Spirit. And it's when we're dirty, we're not our best. And so there's this process of disinfecting, of sanitizing. Would you allow the Holy Spirit to start to cleanse your life like never before? When the Bible says, be holy as I am holy, it doesn't mean that you become perfect. But it does mean that you start this process of letting the Lord clean your life. Yes, I remember uh, um, being a baby Christian. I still feel this process today. But I remember being a, uh, a baby Christian and perhaps saying something that was like so off. Am I a friend of mine saying, hey, hey, don't say that, you know, or doing something or participating in something and having a Christian, for example, point out to me because I didn't understand what was in the Bible. Hey, that's not what's best for your life. God wants to sanitize your life. You want to get into an amazing process. Let the Lord take you through the process of cleansing. He wants to cleanse our lives and so there's this there's this disinfecting that God wants to do and then there's a rinse that means you're ready we're going to take communion today. And, and we, when we take communion, we're saying, God, we want to we wanna leave this service today. We want to leave this time in your presence completely rinsed. We want all of the stuff washed off of us, all of the past washed off of us. The blood of Jesus, the work of the Holy Spirit is so powerful that it's able to rinse us and make our hearts and our minds new and clean. And by the way, this includes our emotions. This includes the state of the way we relate to people. There's a work of the Holy Spirit where he can rinse your heart and your mind and your life. So that you can talk to someone, relate to someone who hurt you in the past. But you're ready to have a healthy, blessed relationship with them. And when that happens, when the Holy Spirit, you know what's so cool? Those plates, those forks and knives, those dishes, they can't clean themselves. There has to be outside forces. And we have Jesus, and we have the Word, and we have the Holy Spirit. We have the blood of Jesus as outside agents to cleanse us. Aren't you thankful today? I'll never forget hearing that song for the first time. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, this is a great way to start the year. God wants to cleanse us. He wants to dislodge. He wants to sanitize. And he wants to rinse. Anyone that will bring their heart to him, I'm telling you right now, there's a deep, rich, powerful cleansing that is available from the Lord for all who call upon his name. Anyone who says turns to Jesus and says, cleanse me, he's right there, and he's ready to cleanse. So first of all, cleansing makes us ready. Cleansing, cleansing is this powerful work that God does so that you can have a fresh start, so that you could have a new day, so that you could fulfill his special purposes. And I I do wanna say this, if they could send me one of the keyboard players, I'm not gonna be speaking very long today, but listen to this. This is very important when it comes to your relationships. Relational cleansing is very, very important. And here's what I mean by that. When you have relationships and there's, there's struggle and hardship and difficulty and maybe there's injury, maybe you've said things to someone or someone has said things to you or, or maybe you've hurt someone because of choices that you've made. Cleansing is, cleansing is so powerful and so important. And let me tell you why. When you really get cleansed in the present and someone can tell, wow, this person has been cleansed, then they're able to overlook your past, you see? But if you ignore cleansing and forgiveness and and, and sanitizing and dislodging and rinsing in the present, then every time you relate to people, they keep experiencing the residue of the past. So, one of the best things, if you want to have healthy relationships, when you come to people, it's important that they know that you've been through a process of cleansing. And that you don't even want to have a hint of the way you acted in the past. You don't want to justify it. You say, you want to say to people, I'm not justifying it. That was dirt that God dislodged. He took it away from me. I don't wanna, I don't want that. God sanitized me. He's cleansed that from my life. And when I relate to you, I want you to feel confident that I'm not gonna do what I did to you in the past. When you relate to people and they feel like, wow, you've really been cleansed. And I'm telling you right now, your past will be gone. Same way when you pull those plates out of your dishwasher you're not thinking about the last meal that was on there. You're thinking about the new meal that will be placed on there. And I'm telling you right now, God wants to do something deep and rich and powerful in us, so that all of our relationships have a fresh start. We're praying for marriages. We we mentioned in the in the um, in one of our recent prayer meetings that. Um, someone on staff has a friend who's a divorce lawyer. We actually prayed about this and the divorce lawyer said that business is booming. Well, in the name of Jesus, business will not boom for the children of God when it comes to divorce. And you know why? It's because cleansing is possible. Would you let the Lord cleanse you. Would you let the Lord cleanse your home and cleanse your marriage? The Holy Spirit wants to take charge and do all of the work. And when we're cleansed, then we're going to be ready like a fresh pot, like a, like a clean plate. Hallelujah. So that's the first thing. It creates readiness. Secondly, cleansing creates clarity. Cleansing creates clarity. When you get clean, it's much easier to understand where you're going, what you're doing, and why you're doing it. In other words, when we get filthy and dirty with the world and the things of this world and all of the things that are coming, when we get overloaded with that, it it muddies up all of the pathways. I just had this conversation with someone who's had such a powerful meeting with God, and it was so exciting, and they used this illustration. But have you ever been driving in your car, and you've got your GPS, and then for some reason you get into a particular area where it's like it, you're offline, and you get, this, you get this no GPS reception. Sometimes the, when we get dirty, we get off track, we get offline with God. And 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 you know sometimes when you're when you're driving, your, your GPS is saying reroute, 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 and then all of a sudden you're offline. But today, everyone can be online and start getting the clear, powerful directions of the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, when that cleansing takes place, all of a sudden you start to get a deeper sense of you know, I don't see everything, but I just know that the Lord is leading me. You know what? This is hard, but I just I have this clarity in my heart. Like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. He wants to be with us. He wants to guide us every step of the way. But if your windshield is muddy, you just can't see. The Holy Spirit wants to wash the windshields of our lives, so that we could have clarity. You know, this topic is not necessarily popular, but it is so important. You see it all over the scriptures. You guys know what happened to Jonah? God said to Jonah, Jonah, I want you to go here. Jonah didn't want to go there. He went the wrong way. What happens? He ended up in a storm. And then not from the storm, he ended up in the, you want to talk about offline? He ended up in the, in the belly of a fish for three days and for three nights. And maybe that's where you are today. Maybe you feel like that's what the year was like. But I'm telling you right now, we can turn and we could say, Lord, Jonah prayed right from within the belly of the fish. Maybe your marriage feels like I'm in the belly of a fish. I'm being, the acid of the intestines of this fish are just burning up my life. It's dark. I can't see. I don't understand. Maybe your job. Maybe your life. Maybe your relationships. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All we have to do is do what Jonah did. Reach out and pray and say, cleanse me, Lord. And when that happens, I'm telling you, you will be Back online, and the directions of God will start to unfold in a clear and a powerful way. Listen to this. I love this. I, I, we came across what C.S. Lewis said, um, and, and let me read this to you. In Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis said, in regards to the will of God, he said, Imagine yourself. As a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house, and at first, perhaps you can understand what He's doing. He's getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew that those jobs needed doing, and so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts (laughs) abdominally. Abdominably and does not seem to make sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he's building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Hallelujah, he's throwing out a new wing here. He's putting on an extra floor there. He's running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were going to be made into a decent little cottage, but hallelujah. He's building a palace he intends to come and live in. He wants to live in it himself. The beautiful thing, the most wonderful thing about cleansing is that is that God provided, part of the reason why, we'll take communion in a minute, but part of the reason why Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me is because when we take communion, there's a fresh start to our relationship with God. It's a fresh year, and 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 we all want a fresh start with God. There's no place better to go than the communion table, and to say, Lord, I really need a cleansing. I want you to to go deep into my life. And listen, if you're watching today and you don't consider yourself a believer, or if you're watching today and and you've been away from God for a while and and uh, um, or, or or you're kind of skeptical about Christianity? Can I? I want to read a quick quote to you by G.K. Chesterton, and we're going to get ready to take communion in a moment. Here's what he said. He said, "I have only ever found one religion that dares to go down with me into the depth of myself." What's so special and so powerful about Jesus is that Jesus came to this earth to get into the deep, down, and dirty of our lives. And when Jesus gets into the deep and down and dirty, here's the thing, he doesn't come to criticize us. The Holy Spirit, I say this all the time, the Holy Spirit is not a critic. Jesus didn't come to put you down. Jesus didn't come to put you on blast, the ugly things you've done. On the contrary, the Bible says, his love covers a multitude of sins. Jesus wants to cleanse, he wants to do something deep and private, and only Jesus can. There's no other prophet, there's no other philosophy, there's no one, no place that can deal with the depth of difficulty, hardship, and dirt of our hearts and our minds except Jesus. In a moment, we're gonna take communion. When we take communion, in the New Testament context, when we take communion, Jesus was very specific, and the Bible teaches this, that we shouldn't do outwardly what's not really happening inwardly. In other words, religious ceremony and tradition, as beautiful as it is, it's really not what Jesus is interested in. What Jesus is interested is in what's happening in our hearts and so when we go to take communion symbolically we're taking in bread which represents the body of christ we're taking in juice which represents the blood of christ but the real question is is have you done that spiritually have you invited jesus into your heart your life could be a wreck or your life could be so blessed you don't even know what to do. You could be so successful. But no one can address the needs of our heart except Jesus. And it begins by inviting him in. And as we prepare to take communion, and we do, we, we, we participate in this sacrament. This this is a, a an act that even though it's physical, there's a blessing upon it because we're engaging our spirits. As we go to do that, I want to encourage you right now that before you do what's outward, let's do it inward. While I'm speaking to you today, do you really know if Jesus has cleansed your heart? And when he cleansed your heart, do you know if he's come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior? Jesus didn't come just to forgive us. Jesus came to dwell with us. Jesus came to be part of our lives. When he's Lord and Savior, it means that he knocks on the door of your heart and that we open the door and we say, yes, Lord, cleanse me, but Lord, come in and be with me forever and ever. That's what it means to be born again. It means that by his Holy Spirit, you invite him in. And I wonder, before the people of God take communion, I wonder if there's anyone who's listening to me right now You've never invited him in and right now as I'm speaking you hear him knocking at the door of your heart Well, if you want to accept Jesus, I will lead you in a prayer. It's as simple as just inviting him in so everyone let's all pray together and As we pray we believe that the Spirit of God is reaching out all over Chicagoland all over the country all over the world the Holy Spirit is knocking on people's hearts and we're gonna help them Invite him in. Come on, everyone, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for this first Sunday of the new year. It's so good to know that you want to be with me and help me every day of my life. I feel you knocking on the door of my heart. and I open it up and I want you to come in. Thank you, Lord, for going to the cross. Thank you for living a pure and sinless life and then being declared guilty for my sake. Your guilt meant my freedom. So cleanse me today. I turn away from my sin. I turn away from my past. And I invite you to sit on the throne of my heart. Be my king and my friend, my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for receiving me even as I receive you. Amen and amen.